right, here we go. It's time for another podcast. Uh, welcome to the Ketogenic Bodybuilding Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Goodwin, and with me back today, finally, nearly, literally, from the dead, from <laughs> is Jason Marlowe to help keep this shit uh, straight down the river. So, um, back from the dead. Back from the dead. Uh, I don't have, the, once again, I don't have any idea what I'm saying. Uh, just let's just say it's new <laughs> 17 maybe is it 17 uh see this is why you're here because um, i can't keep shit together i know the, the last one i listened to in the hospital so um <laughs> i didn't get the the number but um good build up yeah it's got everybody sitting on the edge of their seat <laughs> carbs are the devil <laughs> <laughs> i eat too many carbs he ate carbs and went to the hospital <laughs> Oh shit! Um, it's got to be right here. My... Let me pull it up. It's Let's up see. like yeah. seventeen or eighteen. I or... think it's seventeen or eighteen. Let's see. Um, blah, 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 blah. Victory Classic. No, it must be eighteen. Eighteen. We're yep. gonna go with eighteen. Eighteen. Yeah. Because everybody out there is listening and saying, "Get on with it." We don't care. Just... <laughs> <laughs> we don't have. We're not ready for this. We're not prepared at all. But we know we need to do this shit. And I wanted to wait for Jason to get back. He is literally back from the dead, as I said. I'll let him tell the brief yeah. bullet points. He basically got, was it, well, we got to be politically correct. Yeah, I mean, can you call it Mexi Mexican, <laughs> Mexican <laughs> COVID? Me Mexican black death. <laughs> Mexican <calling> black death. <clears throat> I went, to, went on vacation down uh, over July 4th um, to um, Playa de Carmen. And on the last day, um, I got, coming back, I started feeling bad. And you went to the doctor and they said, oh, yeah, it's COVID. And within it got really, really bad. And I ran a fever of like 100 plus for 13 days got put in the hospital on day 13 for four days wow and uh, oxygen levels just went to shit um like down in the 80s and they were everybody was freaking out but thank god they didn't put me on the vent and I, I was able to come back with the oxygen so i say this is my fifth week i think uh with it but i'm i'm back from the dead i'm good now so so how long were you in the hospital Probably. um four nights and i got to go home and lunch on the fifth day so wow. yeah it's crazy well yeah. we're all glad you're better me too. Damn. Um, and that also reminds me uh, to take it to a very serious note just for a second. Um, I just want to say on behalf of everybody involved with this organization that um, our hearts, our thoughts and our prayers go out with to the family of uh, legendary coach and IFBB pro John Meadows, who earlier this week passed away. And um, it's a huge loss for the industry. I was a huge fan of John's. Um, studied his work he was like a mentor uh always referenced his work even reached out to him on a couple occasions and uh he was although his answers would be brief uh, he always took the time to reply to people um on his social media and on his youtube so it's a profound loss for the industry and i just wanted to you know say uh you know it's a sad day and and we'll miss him so uh keep his family in your thoughts and prayers so absolutely and uh but onward so you're better and you're we're back training we just did some legs yep and we're gonna do as promised the final for god's sake recap <laughs> of contest prep 2021 and look on to better things for 2022 so well can you say that because we're still in it i mean we're still in the well i'm not competing <laughs> i'm not fucking dieting i am eating all the food uh as i said in my last uh youtube video i'm pushing food pushing food because at this level if you want to maintain and 
even fill out some new muscularity, you have to bring in the raw nutrients. You got to push the calories. So as I said in the YouTube video, this is the fun part right now. I'm eating a lot of food. I'm eating every two to three hours. Um, I'm not eating a bunch of garbage, even though the, the way I do it, I plan things out. I, I have these little calendar dates and little milestones. And those, for some reason, that just keeps me on point. Mm -hmm. So when I finished the show in Pittsburgh, which I'll, I'll tell you the very quick uh, pros and cons of that whole experience, but I did the show, it was on a Thursday, and then I said to myself, okay, from Friday until the following weekend, I'm going to eat whatever I want. I've earned it. I can eat whatever the hell I Absolutely, want. Yeah. I can have a drink. I can eat my favorite, you know, cheat foods. And then after that, I clean things up a little bit, but I'm still having the occasional treat. I'm not worrying about it. Right. You know? So if I hit a craving on a Saturday night, I indulge in it and that's yeah. fine. But for the most part, from the time I wake up in the morning until, you know, weekends and with the occasional this or that, I'm extremely clean, still very high protein, moderate fat, very low carb. Um, so the way I'm looking at it now is basically, even though I'm, I'm training again and I really haven't taken any time off except for the week after the show, uh, or the few days after the show, um, I'm officially going super hard starting September. Okay. That's when everything gets tracked again. So what we did today was not super hard. No, I, I guess, <laughs> I guess I'm not over COVID yet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, today was hard. I mean, they're all hard. I, know. I mean, but you know, we, we need to get back to that level of intensity that we're truly used to. And with the mindset of competition and, and making amends for what happened at nationals. And, uh, again, I'm, I'm very proud of being able to compete at nationals. Mm -hmm. I mean, there were guys there that were uh, making their 12th, 13th, 14th attempt mm -hmm. at, you know, turning pro at nationals, you know, and, and still that day hadn't come for some of them. And right. for some of them, it did. And it was awesome to see some of those guys achieve that milestone. But for me, only being a handful of shows in in my career and being able to compete at that level, I feel very honored oh, to yeah. be able to do that. And uh, some things I, I've, I've didn't say on necessarily that much on, on the Instagram video or the YouTube video is there was some distinct takeaways from it. I mean, yeah, we all know if you've listened to any of my stuff that I made a couple mistakes and I think chief among them was the two week depletion, mm -hmm. you know, in, in my mind, and I've seen it work for others. I've seen it work for others, but everybody's different and everything's an experiment. And when you, when you get to that level, I'm thinking, okay, it's the national stage. You know, I've got my shot here of doing something, you know, profound at my age. So, let's go super hard, you know? Right. And, you know, I should have listened to my own advice that I would give a client. It's right. not about how hard or how light, it's that precise amount required to achieve the goal. You fell into that trap. If a little bit's good, a lot's yeah. gotta be great. Yeah, a lot's gotta be great. Yeah. And in the past, and, and what I've said is, I know I'm, I'm skipping all over the place here, but I did have an opportunity to get a little bit of feedback when I was in Pittsburgh. And I was told by, a judge and someone who was working uh, for the NPC backstage that they felt that if I had come into my conditioning, mm -hmm. like I know I can, right there, they said to me that I would have been top two, if not won the damn thing. Okay. And that was almost exact words. Right. And their assessment was, as I had the better structure mm -hmm. and the best compliment that I got from anyone was when I was told that, 
I didn't have the physique of a 50 plus. I had the physique of more of like a 40 plus, right. which made me feel good. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I look older than dirt from the neck up, <laughs> but you know, I still have maintained some youth from the neck down. I've never gotten so big that I have the loose skin or anything like oh, yeah, that. Yeah. So, and I think it's because I haven't been competing for 30 years and I haven't just worn my ass out, mm -hmm. you know? I think I'm, I'm still fairly fresh in terms of the competition element of it. So I got some great takeaways. Basically, in a nutshell, they were saying, if you hadn't fucked this all up, you dumbass, <laughs> you might, you'd have had a shot of walking out here with a pro, pro card, card, you fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh, uh, yes, sir. Uh, I, I understand. And in other words, do what I know how to do. Yeah. Stop screwing around. Stop trying new things yeah it's like they tell endurance athletes you know you know don't try a new pair of shoes on race day you right. know yeah exactly well i tried a damn <laughs> brand new spanking pair of white shoes on 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 race day well, and, and they fucked me all the up, first so. the first text i got from you was like i don't know man i'm I waiting like 214 i don't know i don't know if this is legit or whatever and i was like okay, no okay like was it 223 or 224? Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, 220, yeah. I was almost a super heavy. Yeah. And I was like, okay, what's rest these fuckers look like? Because I knew, <laughs> I knew what you look like when you left. And I was, well, actually the week before I left. So I was like, uh, yeah, what the hell? I mean, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I, I did look good, but the second week of that two week depletion, yeah, everything went, everything just shit the bed, right? Everything shit the bed. And I'm thinking, okay, you know, I've seen guys back in the day that, look like this that feel like shit can barely freaking function mm -hmm. that maybe this is just normal maybe this is the level i have to take it to in order to bring my best right and it was the drive up um from north carolina to pittsburgh was the most miserable seven hours of my life mm. and i was a, a second away from puking the entire seven hours nauseous dizzy almost felt flu-like, uh, disoriented at times, uncomfortable mm -hmm. in my own skin constantly. And the, and the funny thing about it was, is, you know, when I, before Charlotte, which I was freaking peeled in Charlotte, oh, yeah, especially from the waist up. Yeah. Um, I got down to 207 pounds, mm -hmm. as I've said, and then I carved up the way I know how to, right. got to 212, walked on stage at 212, and I believe was that was the first time that I'd ever competed where I felt like I'm I'm the clear winner here. Yeah. Even in my own mind backstage and I'm my own worst critic and I always think I suck. Yeah. I'm standing backstage and I'm like, I, unless there's something terribly amiss, yeah. I, I got this. Right. Well, that's the thing. when you walked on stage in Charlotte, it was, I mean, it was hand, lights out, hands right. down, you know, everybody's okay. That's it. So in my mind, when I'm talking to you and I was like, okay, well, I know these guys have all won a regional as well. Right. And that yep. you were competing against. Yep. So I was like, okay, holy shit. What do they have to look like if you're six? You know? Right. Right. Um, so, and, and the thing was, is, is, I'm not taking anything away from him. The guy that won was freaking ripped to the bone. Okay. okay? Mm -hmm. He timed it right. I cannot take anything away from that guy. Congratulations to him. I, I wish I could remember his name. I'd say it right here. But I will have to say it structure wise. He had very narrow shoulders. Uh -huh. he, uh, I had much bigger arms and more defined arms than him. And I had way bigger legs right. in terms of just sweep and width and, you know, just mass. But he was just more shredded. And it goes back to what have I always said? Conditioning, 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 conditioning. conditioning. Yep. I, and I didn't follow my own first rule. And when I did weigh in at 224, I walked out back into the hotel and met up with Nancy. And I had kind of the stunned, worried look on my face. Mm -hmm. And I said, I just weighed in at 224. Excuse me. And my first thought was something's amiss. Right. Yeah. 
something's not right. So um, I'm thinking at 224, how can I be as ripped mm -hmm. as I was at 212, yeah. at 207 to 212 with yeah. the carb up? So I started worrying then. What does worry do? Oh, yeah. Worry is the, the biggest enemy of a bodybuilder, especially right before they're about to compete. Cortisol secretion, everything kind of washes out. So I'm carb loading to death uh, back at the Airbnb. And the other thing I was doing is I was you know, not just taking in what I would normally take into carb up, you know, cream of rice, rice cakes, you know, uh, dry waffles and things of that nature. Uh, potatoes and things like that. I was eating everything that wasn't nailed down. Right. And I think to some degree, this is going to sound crazy, but I think my mind was kind of taking over. Yeah. And, and I, I really believe that I was in a self-preservation survival mode. Yeah, I'm sure. Because, and I've said this before, and I, I've tried to make this point a second ago, when before I left for Pittsburgh in that final week of depletion, I could not get below 215. Mm. There were days I was taking in 1,200 calories of nothing but protein Dang. and I couldn't drop a pound. Wow. So what does that say? Oh yeah, your body's My body said, fuck you, we're done. <laughs> I'm <laughs> shutting everything down. We're now trying to save your life because you're starving to death. Right. It's like rabbit starvation. Mm -hmm. People just eat rabbits, it's nothing but protein and they die. Mm -hmm. um, uh, that That's where I was. And, and I knew the day before I left for Pittsburgh, when I went downstairs after a 1200 calorie day, feeling like total death, mm -hmm. and I got on the scale and I was 215, I was like, something ain't right. Yeah. I can't lose weight right? because for Charlotte, it was like a pound here, then yeah. another pound, then two pounds, and then a pound. And then, and then I was like dialing it in and I was still functioning okay too. Yeah. You know, I mean, I was wiped out, but I wasn't dying. Mm -hmm. So lesson learned, um, if I would have maintained my conditioning from Charlotte and then just kept doing what I do for another four and a half weeks yep. to bring out that last little bit of leg detail, I think everything would have went my way. Yeah. I really do. And, uh, even if top three, I would have been thrilled with that. Right. So and, and I've never done two shows back to back that close. Right. And two, mean, two shows is tough. Yeah. I mean, some of these pros, like there's uh, these two pros right now, uh, El Shaban, somebody, and this other guy, Mohammed, that are trying to qualify for the Olympia. They haven't won a show, but they're trying to get points. Oh. So like this one El Shaban guy who looks amazing, by the way, he's done like six shows this year. Wow. And he's maintaining that shape and conditioning all yeah. year and doing all these like five or six shows. And I'm thinking, Jesus Christ, how can he do that? Yeah. I mean, that's just mind boggling to me. I mean, I know he doesn't have a day job. And yeah, I was going to say he has someone preparing his yeah, food. He, and <laughs> exactly. But uh, I mean, that must, I mean, it's, it's one of the toughest things on earth you can do. And imagine doing that, you know, five, six times a year. Right. I, I can't imagine. But wow. uh, one's enough for me. So I'm, I'm qualified for Nationals 2022 hardcore prep where I'm tracking every meal begins September the 1st and I've got essentially 11 months right to really do what I know how to do and bring in I've never had 11 months in front of me yeah where I said I am prepping right now it's usually yeah. been about eight months yeah so I feel like I'm ahead of schedule I'm where I need to be I'm recomping really well right now I yeah, started I mean, training right when I came yeah. back I'm up to 230, but I still have some visible abs mm -hmm. still have some vascularity so I feel very good with where I'm at and now it's just take it on in. And we haven't even hit, um, you know, hoodies and beards. We haven't lifting. hit hoodies and beards weather. Yeah. No. I mean. Coming into the fall when we all grow the big mangy ass beards and wear the, you know, dirty, <laughs> nasty, stained up hoodies. And we and don't every, take showers for days. On, yeah. Yeah. Everybody yeah. puts muscle on during the fall. Yeah. Everybody puts on muscle. So we're looking forward to the fall and winter months so we can really get back to training like the way we train. And 
I'm looking forward to coming in. You know, 11 months is going to fly by. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just going to freaking fly yeah. by. Well, it normally does on anything. Like, it, it seemed like it took us no time to get to the Victory Classic. I, mean, I know. It seems, I mean, what is it? July 20, I think it's like July 21st or something like that. If I'm doing the same national yeah. show, which it looks like I am because there's nothing else around that time, I now. do not want to go all the way into the fall. Yeah. I refuse to do that. I refuse to contest prep anymore during the holidays because that's just too hard on my family. But yeah. So anyways, so there's, that's where we're at. So I, I made some mistakes, but I learned from them. I'll go back to doing what I normally do, which is in a nutshell for you listeners who want to know, it's more of a systematic depletion based on calories, mm -hmm. keeping the protein really, really high. Um, I shouldn't have dropped my fat so low. I shouldn't have dropped my carbs so low. I should have continued to maintain some carbohydrates around my workouts. Mm -hmm. I should have still done a light refeed on Sunday like I did almost all the way up to Charlotte. And I came into Charlotte exactly the way I wanted to be. I mean, Nancy said when I got on stage in Charlotte and I turned around to face the curtain and did my mm -hmm. rear double bicep yep. and she saw striations in my lower back, mm -hmm. she's like, oh my God, he's there. Yeah. It's over. Right. And because that's always been a trouble spot for me. Mm -hmm. I didn't have quite the leg detail, but I didn't care. I knew I had what it took to win a regional. And then I would continue to bring out the leg detail going into nationals, but I yeah. screwed all that up. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to ask one thing, since I've never been to the national, I didn't make it there, obviously, but I've been through two or three, you know, regionals with you is, is like behind the scenes different at a national show. Yeah. I'll tell you the, the, it is, I mean, it, it, I gotta be honest, it's a well-oiled machine. Mm -hmm. I will say that. And they did a phenomenal job, but the one, my one critique would be, <laughs> When I got backstage, uh, this was at 8 a.m. Mm -hmm. It was an earlier start time. And every, cause there's pros competing there too. Okay. The day that I competed, it was uh, NPC bodybuilding trying to get a pro card. And it was a pro show, pro show. where these guys are competing for money cause yeah. they're pros. So I'm backstage in this huge room, not only with all the best of the best NPC competitors, but I'm also back there with about 25 IFBB pros. Right. And some of these guys were, as you can imagine, ridiculously impressive. Yeah. So it was really cool to be around them and just to kind of watch and see how they operate, you know, being such veterans of the sport right. and being able to take it to that higher level. The one critique would be is when we got backstage at eight, literally by 820, uh, the woman with the headset on that's kind of directing everything, mm -hmm. she literally said, all right, guys, it's moving fast. It's moving fast. So be ready. So I freaked the fuck out. Oh. Right. <laughs> so I'm eating freaking carbs and carving up and pumping up and, you know, everything doing push ups and, in the corner, doing push -ups in the corner and, you know, got my bands out and, Nancy slapping hot stuff all over me and to tell me you got this babe. <laughs> and, uh, three hours later, Oh no. I felt like an episode of SpongeBob three <laughs> hours later. <laughs> I finally go out there and line up. Well, then they tell you to line up with your class, but they line up like five different classes. Oh, okay. So you're standing there in a line for like a good 45 minutes. Oh shit. And you could just, see everything starting to wash away. Oh yeah. It yeah. just washed away. And Nancy even told some of my family and friends that were in the crowd when I came out, she's like, Oh shit. She's like, he had abs at eight o'clock. Not anymore. Not what oh. the fuck happened? Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing was, and, and this might not make any sense to the listeners who've never been to a show, but when you come out to do a show at the pre-judging, the pre-judging is where the judges literally pick their winner right. for the yeah. most part. And that's in the morning where you come out and you do quarter turns 
and the judges call out certain mandatory poses and they judge you with your class. Mm -hmm. You're lined up with all your guys and you're all doing the stuff and they judge you. Right. So we're standing backstage and this is what I had practiced. Mm -hmm. And then this like person comes out and says, okay, for you guys, you're going to go out there and you're going to do a 30 second routine to house music first by yourselves. Okay. Like and, a nighttime show? Deal? Yeah, and I mean, all of us were like, do what? Yeah. What? Um, none of us had heard of that before. Right. You know, and a lot of these guys, this is their 15th freaking nationals. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you're going to do. And then we're going to bring you back out again. We'll do the judges' comparisons. It was almost to say like the judges were bored <laughs> and they're going to shake it up and do something different. I, I don't know. I don't know if this is a normal thing or not. Go out, you minions, and dance around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the cla the 40 the forty plus masters guys that went up before us did not do that. Oh. They went out there and they did their quarter turns yeah. and they did their, their you know, mandatory that's, poses against their yeah i was gonna ask that was that a, is that a nationals thing or just your class i, I, I mean, don't know so god knows i mean i'll be prepared for that the yeah. next time i'll have a, the most badass 30 <laughs> second routine you've ever seen ready to go but just in case i think that kind of took me aback i was i instantly got nervous yeah i was like scared i was like oh shit i'm not prepared for this right so anytime you get stressed out and freak out water comes to the surface of your skin cortisol secretion occurs and you smooth out mm -hmm. and I mean, it's, it's like it's like Nancy said when I walked out on stage. She's like, "No, nope, it's gone." <laughs> That's damn all that freaking work, dude, man. <laughs> damn. <laughs> and then when you know it's gone, which yeah. I did, you pose harder to try to push it out oh, if that's yeah. even a thing. Yeah. And it just doesn't work. Yeah. And it just when you get the shakes, you get the shakes, and you don't look as comfortable and poised. Right. So you know every element about it just kind of fell to shit once I got on stage. And there was a point like at 8.15 that morning, just to go back and tell you how fast it can go, the guy that got second mm -hmm. was sitting right next to me, kind of chilling backstage with his coach. Mm -hmm. And when I took off my sweatshirt to put on a t-shirt, cause it was hot back there, they both looked at me and said, dude, you look great, you might have this. Oh, I was like, shit, you know, well, three hours later, <laughs> three hours later don't worry, like, guys, I'm not a threat. <laughs> that other guy was awesome. Who are you? <laughs> hey, where'd you come from? <laughs> there was a guy that looks a lot like you that was just back here. Yeah. So, yeah, that's how quick it can go. But I I'm not saying, I mean, if I'd have been in conditioned, that three hours probably wouldn't have mattered as much. Right, right. And I don't know if the stress of the 30 second routine would have mattered as much. So I'm not making excuses. Yeah. It's, it's all on me. I'm the one that made the changes in the 11th hour and I shouldn't have, and I will never do that again. I just think it's a lot, of, it's a lot of change. It's a lot of stress on your body leaving, you know, was that four states away, seven hour drive, yep. uh, you know, new place, new, uh, new setup, you know, you're not in your own home. Uh, I mean, you know, Charlotte's an hour away, but we're still close. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's like a hometown kind of thing. Right. So, so you, at the worst case scenario, you chalked it up to learning yeah. experience. Now, next next year, you're and ready. You know what? Familiarity is also an important thing, too. It's like, you know, Nancy was saying, well, maybe you should do another show. And I was kind of agreeing with that at first. Then I thought to myself, wait a minute. Why not go back to a place where I've been there? Right. I understand the process. Mm -hmm. I know the way the lighting looks because there's adjustments that needs to be made with that. Mm -hmm. As another thing, kids out there, if you want to know all about bodybuilding, um, the pros, uh -huh. they'll teach you something. When the pros came up to get, they call it getting glazed. Right. That's when you get the posing oil put mm -hmm. on you mm -hmm. to make your, you know, really pop. Every pro that went back there looked at the girl that was doing the glazing mm -hmm. with this death stare and said, light coat wow. super light coat they all said that i'm thinking why are they saying that yeah it's because the lighting at this venue was 
drop down like behind the judges oh. and it was pointing straight at the stage oh. like spotlights okay where all the other places i've competed they oh, were like uh, overhead mm -hmm. like in a theater right which gave you this amazing like like cascade of light coming down on top of you which made everything pop yeah well this was like being interrogated i mean like times <laughs> a thousand so even the guys would come back they're rubbing their eyes saying man it's bright you can't see a fucking thing right, right? yeah so Apparently, when the lights are facing straight on and they're super hot, mm -hmm. you want a very, very light coat of glaze. Otherwise, it reflects off yeah, it and it off. washes you out. Yeah. And looking at my pictures, it was bouncing off terribly. And, yeah. it, and it made me look even smoother than I actually was. Because you had the same coating on it you had at Charlotte. I had the same mm -hmm. type of heavy coat and the hot stuff, which looked great in Charlotte. Yeah. But it looked like dog shit in, yeah. uh, at, in Pittsburgh. So like you said, familiarity is important. I've been there. I'll, I'll walk in next time saying, hey, I've been here before. Right. Yeah. I, I know how this place works. Yeah. So how does it feel being the rookie at 52? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've always been a late bloomer. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, I mean, you think about it, honestly, you, you did walk into that as a true rookie. I Absolutely. Mean, yeah. You know, the end of that, you, you got a shit ton of takeaways from it. Yeah. So, yeah. I it, mean, it was it was a great experience, uh, you know. I'm not going to say I wouldn't trade it for the world. I'd trade it for a freaking win. I'd trade it for a top three. Yeah. <laughs> Hell, I'd have taken fifth and just have a medal, you know? Yeah. But, uh, you would have tweaked it. Not, to not to say it. I, I, I was the sixth best out of a, a, a good class of people at a national level. Yeah. I'll take that first go around. I've learned enough to where I can make those changes and get back and, and, and hopefully redeem myself and, and do it right. And, and th like I've also said, just to wrap this up, if I'd have went there and I would have looked at those other nine guys mm -hmm. and said to myself, I don't belong here. These yeah. guys are just head and shoulders better than me. Right. I should not be competing against these guys. You know, I'm out of my league. See, that's That'd where, be one thing. That's where I went to in my head. Like I say, right. when I got the text from you and the, you know, the, and the stuff, you know, I was like, oh, my God, they, these guys must be freaking monsters or something because you're, you're ripped. You're in great shape when you leave here. I was like, okay, what happened? What's right. the problem? So, and I wasn't the smallest guy. Yeah, I was a pound away, I believe, from being almost super <laughs> so heavy. Maybe, yeah. So it's not like I was not imposing. I yeah. mean, Nancy even said, you know, when we were lined up backstage before everything washed out, he's, she's said she's a looker. She yeah. notices, and she's like, some of these guys are looking you down like they're worried. Yeah, right. Like, Who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. Well, then I got all washed out, and they had <laughs> nothing to worry about. But. uh but no, I mean, it, it's not like it was that bad, but, yeah. um, you know, they were just more peeled and they held it yeah. where I did not. And if I had to come in at that 212, like in Charlotte, mm -hmm. it would have been a whole different ball game. And I think I'd have been top three minimum. Oh, I'm so, sure. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's, that's the takeaway from that. So I, I feel very good that, you know, once I got, once I had a night's sleep and was able to think and reflect, I mean, that was the first thought that came into my mind is like, you know what? It's not that I didn't belong. Yeah. It's like I screwed it up. Yeah. I was my own worst enemy. Mm -hmm. So I do belong and I'm going back and I'm going to redeem myself. Mm -hmm. And you never know who's going to show up. I might show up next year and the other 10 guys might be like ridiculous. Right. But I plan on being my best version of ridiculous as I can be too. Yeah. So there you go. So where are we going? We're going to, we're going to get, we're going to get bigger and well, I, I mean, how much bigger can you get at 52, well, that was my 53? Question. Like, so I think we, you, like when we were training heavy last fall, winter, um, you got to what, maybe 240 couple, maybe yeah, 240 and a couple. Yeah. yeah. And then cut it back down all the way to 207. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. just completely peeled. 
Right. So I was just curious. I mean, you know, are you, do you think you can put one, two, three pounds on I think, muscle? Uh, you know what? I mean, there's no science to a lot of bodybuilding. Oh, there's con- bro science. Con- contrary to what people will tell you. But, you know, if somebody says you can't build muscle at 52, I'd have to d- disagree. Yeah. Could be genetics. Yeah, true. I always say genetics, the, the G word that nobody wants to talk about or right. admit to. You know, I'm sorry if you can't put on a lot of muscle, your genetics might suck. Right. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. There's nothing I can do about that. I discovered at 25 years old, just by random chance, that I was a hyper responder. Mm -hmm. Within a year, I went from 175 pounds to nearly, you know, 210, 220. And within two years, I was at a solid 230 Mm -hmm. and completely drug free, just pounding food, training my ass off. And I just grew. I just have those genetics. I mean, if you look at my mother, when she was younger, I mean, she big legs, big calves, big wide shoulders for a woman. Mm-hmm. You know, she's a, a very stout lady. And uh, so, you know, I've got the genetics for it. So can somebody with more hyper responder genetics still put on a little in their 50s? I don't know. But I can tell you this. My upper back definitely got wider. Yeah. There's no doubt. I mean, everybody noticed it. Myself. I mean, from. Yeah, underneath the arms, yeah, right here, yeah. the very high lat definitely got considerably wider. Yeah, and um, I think I definitely put some on my biceps. And, was, you know, but the the back was a big focal point for us that last right. year. I mean, in training, you know, this past year, and I guess back in the winter, we we hit back hard a yep. lot, and you responded. So if you were going to choose a part this year, what legs, would it be? legs, legs, yeah, and continue the back. I mean, yeah. shows are one from the back. They say. Mm-hmm. So, you know, having that that great back detail and then when you turn around the face to front, have that big quad sweep and separation. Mm -hmm. It's about balance. Um, I'm fortunate that I've got wide shoulders Mm -hmm. that always translate well on stage. So having the wider shoulders and by widening up that upper back gives me more of a slimmer waistline appearance. Right. So if I can develop more sweep in the legs, it'll just be even more symmetrical, which again, conditioning, 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 structure, symmetry. That's what a real judge is looking at. Mm-hmm. The, the judge isn't saying, well, let's see, who's the biggest guy up here? He's the <laughs> yeah. winner. No. Yeah. I mean, the the show in Charlotte, yeah. I mean, where we were competing for the overall. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy that won, was was he like a light heavy or a middleweight? He was He was light heavy. Light heavy? And, and, but yeah. he was peeled. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's well, they why gave he won. Him, they gave him the, um, the best, conditioning best conditioning of the show. Yeah, which so means have, you yeah, have to. Yeah, you have you know, to win have at to. that point. So. You can't give somebody the best conditioning award and not give them the overall. Right, then yeah. you're just lying to them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and, and he earned it. He looked great. And, um, you know, as a couple pointed out, when we were doing the pose down in Charlotte, they moved me to that number two block. Mm-hmm. And he was the number one block. Right. And then the number three block was that really big guy. Yeah. Yeah, and he was super heavy, yeah. and he looked phenomenal. But I had more conditioning. Yeah. So where did the judges put me? Yeah. In the overall, I got second. Yep. So you know sizes and everything, especially NPC. Now, if it's Mister Olympia, yeah. If you're big, Ramy, and you're freaking <laughs> conditioned, yeah. then you're the winner. Yeah. The mass monster that's conditioned is going to win. Yeah. Um, but in the NPC, it's the most conditioned guy wins the day. So that's where we're going to go with this. So yeah, we're going to try to add some. Or what I like to call fill in the gaps. Yeah. You know, it's not like I'm going to go to 275 and, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I would die. You're I mean, blow by me. <laughs> at, at, at 240, I, you know, it's hard for me to tie my shoes. I'm so yeah. uncomfortable. And I even start to look forward to cutting because mm. I just am uncomfortable in my skin. 
Um, but yeah, so we're going to fill in the gaps, keep working hard on back, keep working hard on legs. And I think we also need to put some emphasis on core. Yeah. Instead of a few crunches here and there, I think we need to really work on some core conditioning and bring out the abs a little bit more because I, I was lacking a little bit there. Well, with you, you know, having that, that lower back issue, the more core we do, yeah. the stronger your back gets regardless. Very true. So we've, you know, and, and even on this split, even though we've been a little loose with the split, you know, this week because of everything that's gone on, summer vacations and stuff. Um, you know, ultimately, you know, there's a couple of days where on, on paper I'd put in and abs. Yeah. And right. so we've got to get back to that. Yeah. So don't neglect your abdominals, kids. That's another <laughs> lesson for today. So anyway, so there's my final freaking recap. I'm done. Let's put that shit in the books and let's start looking forward to uh, 2022 and more positive things to come. Absolutely. So, so th with the podcast, we can always talk about the progress of how we're doing as we move through the season and through the winter months and start getting ready for that all important 24 weeks out where we start to taper a little bit and then it gets nasty at 12. We'll so, have uh, beard growth updates, beard growth updates. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. So hell, Maybe just let it all grow out. Just turn into a freaking Wookiee. Because well, <laughs> we I, 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 I can. Yeah, yeah, I can. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me you too. know, I'm mostly hair if I let it grow out. So <laughs> <laughs> That'll be on our um, Patreon or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you to pay for photographs of that. Yeah, if you want to, like, join our Patreon and get hair growth updates. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Weekly pictures. You know the thing is, there's somebody out there. Oh, would be yeah. into that. Yeah, somebody would pay for that. Some shit. sick yeah. bastard out there would be into that. <laughs> it's like bodybuilding in general. When guys get into bodybuilding, they think to themselves, "Oh, think of all the chicks I'm going to attract." Yeah, chicks no, don't give a shit. No. But guys, guys come out of the woodwork <laughs> either to say, "Bro, how you how you get that big?" Or, "Bro, yeah, <laughs> yeah." Or, what's your what's your cycle? Oh. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's like I tell Nancy, she's like. You know, do these women message you? And I'm like, hell no. no. I said, I've gotten four or five <laughs> uh, very explicit messages, and it's all been from guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Literally. I mean, it's it's freaking, it's disgusting. Yeah. I mean, yeah. hey, you be you, but dude, come yeah. on. If you haven't figured out that I'm, you know, a married guy with kids and that's, you know, I'm a fucking grandpa. I mean, don't bring that shit into my freaking DMs, you know? A, gr a grandpa a rookie, yeah. So, a grandpa I mean, rookie, a rookie grandpa. Yeah. So, yeah. So, idea. anyway, so let's put that shit behind us. Um, what else? What are we? What else were we going to talk about? Oh, I told you we were going in this one because I wasn't, like, I haven't studied. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't studied either. I've been, like, up to my neck deep in, you know, training and clients and... Did we housework. Drop, did we, we didn't and, drop questions for this one, did we? We did. We did. Yeah. Oh, okay. Good luck finding it because uh, it's probably buried. Oh, but, God, uh, it probably is like way back, isn't it? You yeah. know, something else I, I did want to touch on. I just remembered because we were talking about it right before we went live. Um, carbs. Carbs. Oh, yeah. Carbs. Um, I'm the funny thing is, is I get a lot of flack from what I like to call the keto zealots out there. The ones that say keto must be engraved in stone, high fat, you know, moderate protein, low carb. Oh, the butter eaters? The, the butter chuggers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
the people that put sticks of butter in their coffee and like yeah. drink fat back and you know all this stuff. Yeah. Um, and you know, the ludicrous statement, you got to eat fat to burn fat, <laughs> <Yeah>. which <laughs> that's just funny shit. <laughs> um, that's not the way it works, but okay. Uh, now I'm a fan of fat, healthy fats. I think it's critical for proper horm hormonal balance. For certain levels of energy, I mean, uh, immunity. I mean, this. there's so many benefits to healthy fats. It's off the Mind charts. Mind clarity. Mind, mental clarity. Yeah. And I, the thing is, is because I talk about consuming some carbohydrates around workouts, mm -hmm. TKD, it's a common thing. Cyclical right. ketogenic diet. I, I'm very, very extremely low carb, except for a little bit around my heavy training. Mm -hmm. And the weekly weekend refeed, right. which the amounts and grams of carbohydrate vary based on where I'm at in my prep or periodization throughout the year. Mm -hmm. Right now, it'll be a little heavier in the heavy training months where I'm trying to add mass. And as we go through the periodization of prep, it'll get less and less and less. So we have to be meticulous about that. The funny thing is, is all those people out there that attack me for being a keto guy that talks about eating carbs is you're just focusing on me talking about carbs. Yeah. At the end of the day, if you were to look at my tracking, my carbohydrate intake might uh, translate into about five or 6% of my total intake for the day. Plus, if anybody knows anything about this podcast, we went over that so many times. So many it's times. It's not dirty carbs. It's clean carbs. Right. I mean, it, you know, it's, it's, it's the sweet potato and, uh, you know, the cream of rice. It's, it's right. not crazy stuff yeah and and it's i feel like a broken record but it, it's there's some logic and some rational thought that goes into this and and i can break it down very simply and just ask you a simple question if you're out there shaking your head about this if i can give you a substance that will increase performance mm -hmm. increase muscular contractions allow you to operate under heavier load to increase intensity and have more muscle energy. And by the consumption of this thing, also spare the protein that you've consumed to be able to go to work and provide amino acids for cellular repair, you know, recovery, muscle growth, all the things that we want protein to do. Would you take it? If this was a supplement I was oh, offering, yeah. right? Yeah. But because it is carbs <laughs> and the keto zealots have conditioned and tricked people into thinking that they are your worst enemy, which they are not, mm -hmm. I choose not to eat a ton of them because of the way they make me feel right. in, in overabundance. I do feel like shit if I take in a ton over and over and over again. And I don't have the mental clarity. I do experience, now there's some out there that says there's no correlation between carbohydrates and inflammation. Well, I disagree. Because I know that if I overdo carbohydrates, I have joint distress. Mm -hmm. When I subtract carbohydrates to a low level, that completely goes away. And, you know, that's not in my head before <laughs> anybody says that. And the fact that I've worked with so many hundreds of people who have said the exact same thing in confidence to me would you know, tells the story. Right. So because it's a carbohydrate and they've been conditioned by the people who have pigeonholed themselves into an ideology that they can't crawl back out of because it was popular at the time. They thought they could make some quick cash. Right. You know, I'm just going to tell you what works from the, from the outset of this whole ketogenic bodybuilding thing. I've said, Hey, this is what works if you're trying to achieve an extreme physique, mm -hmm. the very heavily muscled physique. 
and then take that heavily muscled physique and whittle it down to extremely low levels of body fat to reveal the absolute most badass, chiseled, ripped, muscular right. self that you can possibly imagine. Yeah. This is the style that's going to work the best. It's not because I have some weird emotional attachment to it. It's not because I'm trying to sell you something. This is just simply what works. And I've seen it work in myself and with dozens and dozens and dozens of others. And I'm just going to tell you what I, in my true heart of hearts, think works the best. Mm -hmm. As a coach with a lot of, you know, I take what I do seriously. Right. And, you know, I think character and honesty is everything. People will see through that shit in time if you're not sincere, mm -hmm. if you don't walk the walk. And everything that I tell people to do, I do myself. Right. Without fail. And I think that's part of the problem. The people that are attacking you are talking about, you know, okay, so you're 150 pounds overweight and you don't work out. I mean, this is ketogenic bodybuilding, not yeah. ketogenic couch surfing. Right. You know, well if, put. If Can we start that group? Because I'll probably make a million dollars. Son of a bitch. This is why I do not drive a Porsche. <laughs> Coming soon to a podcast near you. There's a reason why I drive a 98 Jeep Wrangler. That's because keto couch surfing would have made me millions. We should have. We should. That, that should be like a YouTube channel. Oh, uh, my God. We're, we're going to like sit around and you know, <laughs> eat pork skins. And to be clear, to, 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 to make your point, if you are eating 90% freaking fat mm -hmm. and freaking 10% protein and zero freaking carbs, which is impossible. Right. And you are losing weight, mm -hmm. even if some of it's muscle. If you're feeling better and you go from metabolically broken, morbidly obese to maybe saving your life, if yeah. that's the way you're doing it. Now, I would make adjustments to that. Yeah. But if that's what you're doing and you're happy and it's working, I'm not going to get in your face. Right, yeah. So don't get in my face with what I'm doing is working yeah. and it's working with countless others. And I'm taking people to the competition stage. And haven't had anybody place under third, mm -hmm. and most of them in their very first competition, and most of them over fucking 40. Right. So don't tell me I'm doing it wrong, because it just <laughs> makes you look like a fucking idiot. All right? I'm sorry, but it does. Stay in your lane. Yeah. If you're out there, and you're either make, saying what I do doesn't work, or you're glomming on to it because you realized it works, and now you've got to change course, yeah. stay in your fucking lane. <laughs> you know, if you want to join forces... Announce that and I'll say, hey, welcome to the freaking Island of Misfit Toys. We <laughs> yeah. welcome you in. It's a wonderful place to be. Yeah. But stay in your own freaking lane and don't, you know, take jabs at me just because I've figured out what works and to taking you to the most extreme physique that you want to be. Like Jason said, it's ketogenic bodybuilding. Yeah. We we are a niche. No one in the gold or platinum is saying <laughs> shit about using some carbs around workouts shit, because they're busting no. their ass. They're busting their ass. And I've got people who you know, are six pack abs, shredded vascular, you know, now saying, Hey, I'm, I'm doing an extra hit <laughs> session. Can I, can I have another couple of rice cakes right. and almond butter? Yeah. I'm like, yes, you can. Yeah, exactly. Because you will burn that shit off because I know your work ethic. Right. Yeah. I know your level of intensity. I wish I knew everyone's it's hard sometimes having online clients. They, you know, they complete the workouts and they say they're intense, but you know, are they taking it to that, like just to the death failure, high right. level of intensity, 
supersets, drop sets, rest, pause, cluster sets. You that's, know, that's why we love it when people come here. I mean, yeah, we love getting, it. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the great. And things we, we need to have a camp. We really do. We need to. We need to shine this turd up in here, and <laughs> <laughs> or just keep it. You know, shitty yeah, because like it it's it kind of hardcore. Yeah. We like hardcore. Um, maybe we need to have a camp where we say, "Hey, okay." The, a, pil a pilgrimage. A pilgrimage. The, the first 10 people that want to travel to uh, the sticks of North Carolina and train with us for two or three days, yeah. come on board. It'll, <laughs> it'll cost you this much money, and it, I promise you, and uh, it'll be the least amount I can get away with and still survive and feed my kid. Uh, and, and we'll make a weekend of it. We yeah. need to do that. that and then we'll see yeah. what their level of intensity yeah. is. Well, the people that's willing to do that are going to bust ass because they oh, want to yeah. work yeah. hard to do that, too. Absolutely. So... And I'm, you know, I'm sure there's some out there that'll outwork me mm -hmm. because I'm an old man, but I want them to, <laughs> I want them to come in here and freaking eat nails and shit lightning. That's what I want to see. Yeah. We'd definitely do a leg day from the <laughs> crawling off the leg press. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, so just, just to, to, to say once and for all emphatically stay in your lane, just because I use some structured carbohydrates around workouts and on a refeed the total amount of carbohydrates that make up my week is extremely minimal. And, you know, I'm living mainly off of steak and eggs, right. ground beef, chicken, poultry, salmon, fish, whey protein, whey, yes, whey whole, whole eggs. I mean, I'm not just, I'm not eating egg whites 11 months out. Right. I'm eating a half a dozen fucking eggs and right. then I'll dump some more egg whites <laughs> on top of that. And then I'll throw in a handful of ground beef Yeah, yeah. and it is all fat and protein. And I'm doing that from the time I wake up in the morning until right before the workout. And it's a small amount of carbs around the workout. And we both know that shit's gone. Oh, God, yeah. By the time we finish. Yep. And then it's back to protein and fat. So everybody take a chill pill. <laughs> I'm not saying eat bowls of rice all day. And somehow that is can be ketogenic or low carb or whatever. So just to clarify, just gotta, want to clear things up. It's got to be sticky bit. rice, though. It's got to be sticky rice. That's that's an inside joke. <laughs> so anyway, I mean, does that sum it up? I yeah, mean, I think it does. That's it's pretty damn clear. I mean, Jesus. the haters back off basically. Yeah, there's there's a lot of them out there, but they, they say imitation is the most sincere form of flattery. True. And to see others kind of replicating the same thing is flattering, and, and I'm, I say that's great. Yeah. But don't you know if you've been doing high fat moderate protein, low carb, and you switch over to more of a cyclical approach and you're trying to immediately convince your audience that you had an epiphany and, and when, but you've stumbled on through it by myself or somebody else, give credit where credit's due. Yeah. I'm, I'm not asking for any accolades. I don't give a shit. Yeah. I do what I do and I go home to my wife and kid. That's about as crazy as I get. But, uh, but don't attack me just because it's going against your bottom line and your ideology <laughs> and you feel like that this whole keto bandwagon is starting to fade, that's fine. Well, that's the thing. This it, The whole thing is, you're like I say, you're getting in somebody's pocket. That's somebody that don't give two shits about anybody. You've always done this because you care. Right. And like... And that's what I, that was the point I was trying to make. There is a place for everything. There's a place for almost no carbs. If your body's broken, beaten down, and you've had you know metabolically destroyed, oh and you no need doubt, to get back on track. There's then sure, no doubt you there's should be no doubt. That. But there's also a place for carbs in it too. If you're in the bodybuilding, like you know, super lean, um, you know, getting down to conditioning as, as far as you can, that, that's going to take you to the next level. Right. So. I mean, I've got a couple of clients. I won't mention names, but I, 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 there's one woman in particular. 
who's amazing. She works her ass off, um, middle age, uh, in great shape. And gosh, it was months ago, I had her started doing some little carbs around workouts. Mm -hmm. And she got very ill. And it felt like shit oh. and had a terrible workout. And I thought, okay, maybe it's just an adaptation thing. Mm -hmm. So we tried it again, tried it again, same thing. And then when she went back to MCT oil mm -hmm. with some whey and some salt, mm -hmm. she felt phenomenal and just absolutely started kicking ass. Okay. I tried to refeed with her, same deal. Wow. Total shit. Was, and, and then down for a day. And then it caused her to go into a binge. And it just, everything just unraveled. Mm -hmm. To this day, I never asked this woman to take in a carbohydrate. Right. Every once in a while, she'll take in a little bit of fruit just to replenish some, uh, you know, uh, glycogen in her liver and, you know, in her organs. And, uh, and that's it. Mm -hmm. And uh, just as a treat. But you know, I would never ask her to take in something that's just going to make her feel like right. death right. and have uh, detrimental, you know, experiences from that. Are so you, you're trying to say a one size don't fit all? Oh, you think? Jeez, oh, th <laughs> oh, I can't say that. I can't break away from my ideology. I might lose a dollar. Yeah, you can't no. market that shit. <laughs> Do what works for you. And if you don't like what I'm doing, leave me alone. Stay in your lane. That's I'm going to put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> Shut up, Karen. <laughs> Shut up, Karen. Go do your thing. I don't care. I've got guys that I work with that do the traditional old school bodybuilding. Mm -hmm. Carbs at every damn meal. Oh, yeah. And they grow like weeds and they feel great. Why would I say stop doing that? Yeah. Oh, the 90s guys that ate like tuna and rice every single meal? Every single yeah. meal, yeah. yeah. Well, I've got guys that I consult with that are still doing that, yeah. and they are doing great with it. Mm -hmm. Some people are just fine with carbs, right? especially younger guys. Mm -hmm. You know, a 25-year-old guy that's just trying to get big, and if he's eating chicken and rice every two hours, and he's growing and feels great and has no detrimental effects from it whatsoever... Why would I tell him to stop? Right. Yeah. If he says he's happy. Yeah. I'm happy. I like this. This is what I enjoy. This is what I know. I am happy as a clam and I'm getting phenomenal results. Right. Why in the hell would I say, well, you need to go keto? <laughs> I mean, I'd just be a dick. You know? I mean, I'm not going to do that. But I do what I do because I believe in it. And when I started this endeavor, I thought there might be others mm -hmm. that might like what I do and what I've done with some clients. And I think the popularity of it has yeah, proven so that. Proven that one. So again, if you like what we do, then come on board. If you don't, thanks for stopping by. You know, don't forget to buy your ketogenic <laughs> bodybuilding T-shirt. Buy the T-shirt, <laughs> and uh, you know, go back in your lane. Yeah. All is well. All right. Go back to eating your butter and sink at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> 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 all right. Uh, again, it's this is all in fun, um, but but seriously, you know, stop attacking me because I do what I do and it works. If you do what you do and it works, keep doing it. I applaud you. I encourage you to keep doing that. Congratulations. I wish you nothing but the best. Yeah. All right. All right. Do we have questions? Did you find them? Uh, hell, I couldn't find them, dude. I, looked at, <laughs> <laughs> I went back through like eight pages and didn't find them. All right, like, it's not announcements. Um, um, it, it's in there. Uh, if I pull up my name. It's 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 definitely Sorry. in there. Do I need like a sing a tune here or something? Intermission. Okay. Um. Yeah, it must have been done when I was out because I. Don't. I could pause it, Can so you? people don't have to listen pause to this it. shit. Hey, we're gonna take a brief break to find the questions. 
and then we'll be right back. So if you got to go take a piss, now'd now be the time. time to do it. Okay, we're back. We okay. found the questions. They were buried deep, deep pa into the abyss of the ketogenic bodybuilding like page Facebook eighty-seven. Group. Yeah, I forgot to make it a damn announcement. So, <laughs> um, so just you know, if you see one that looks great, ask it. If you see one that's not so, or that Me we've already covered, then first one looks pretty good. Mini cuts. Mini cuts, when and why to implement, desired effect, do they help uh, catapult you back into more growth? I, I guess basically she's saying a cut kind of the same way as a refeed. Uh, I 100% cannot see much of a need for mini cuts that are structured throughout a prep, for instance. Mm -hmm. I like to look at it more as trial runs. Okay. So if I have, if I am 24 weeks out and I get down to like 12 weeks out when shit's getting serious, somewhere around that eight to 12 weeks out, I might go through a short depletion of two or three days mm -hmm. and uh, just sort of monitor how my carb load goes, sort of do a mock cut uh, progressive carb load, which the progressive carb load is what I should have done for Pittsburgh. We're like, like if your show's on a Saturday, then like on Monday, bring in 50 grams of carbs and then on and see how you look. Tuesday, maybe bring it up to 75. See how you look. If everything's looking great, maybe hold, maybe add a little more. If it looks like it might be spilling over, then you dial it back. So then you get to that point where you love the way you look basically, you know, a day or two out from that Saturday and you just kind of hang on until you get backstage and then you do your carb pump up and all that kind of stuff. So. I'm not a big fan of mini cuts. I think if you're you're either in a gain phase or you're in a cut, that's one of the two. But when I'm in my cut and I've got enough time to recoup, I'll do little mock trial runs mm -hmm. just to see how my body is adapting to things and how it responds to things. But I don't see a real reason if you're in a gain phase to all of a sudden dump everything into the basement for a just week or two or four yeah. or whatever, just to see what happens. I mean, it's going to work. It's all about energy balance. And if we can bring your, you know, your, your macros into that three to 500 calorie deficit and we can manipulate and partition your nutrients properly with your protein high and your fat moderate, keeping those carbs low, keep sprinkling them around workouts, doing what we do and kind of just trusting the process. I still think that consistency is the better approach. Okay. It's just my opinion. Speaking of balance, um, how to correct when one muscle is bigger than the other, I guess not asymmetrical or asymmetrical. Okay. I've, I've been asked this 437,000 times. <laughs> You're the only one that notices. Yeah. <laughs> You're the only one that gives a shit. Everybody's got a bigger side. Yep. Everybody. My left side is a little bit bigger than my right side, even though I'm right-handed. My left bicep is bigger. My left lat spreads a little bigger. My left leg is a little bit bigger around. My left calf is a little bit bigger around. Nobody it's knows just that. the way that shit is. Yeah. And you can, it don't, don't be the idiot that stands in the gym with one dumbbell <laughs> working your non-dominant side because you just look like an asshole. Okay. <laughs> or, or just say, this is the way I train. Don't tell people it's because you're trying to even out your yeah. imbalances from side to side. So would side. you do like right shoulder presses, right bicep <laughs> curls? Yeah. Um, and just get up and leave? You're the only one that notices that's just the way the, the human body is divided into two hemispheres. In other words, take somebody's face. If you take somebody's face and split it down the middle, mm -hmm and add the left side with the left side again turned around and add the right side with the right side turned around again. It looks like two completely different people. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's the same way all the way down. You know, you're, you're dominant on one side. Yeah, okay. 
Um, let's see here. Now, when you can increase weights or even have to decrease weights and an adjustment for calorie intake, I guess. Oh, so they're saying, do you need, do you, if you can't increase with you when you're low in your caloric intake, um, but I don't know what the question was. I mean, basically, if you can't do it, you need to do, <clears throat> you need to do the, um, maximum amount you can with the weight you can lift i mean yeah so somebody's <laughs> saying they're in a they're in a deep deficit looks like and they're it, not yeah, able to lift yeah, the same amount yeah and they're having to decrease weight uh yeah because perhaps. you you're sucking right now yeah, yeah i mean right. yeah i mean obviously i mean here's a good example i mean what what was i i'm, I'm an old fucking guy <laughs> and i was bench pressing what 330 335 335 mm -hmm. off not off season but in our mass game yeah for the last prep right you think I could have come anywhere near that 12 weeks out? <laughs> nah. We were like doing, you know, 225 was a max yeah. and for like six, seven reps right. because I had no fuel. Even with a little bit of carbohydrates I was bringing in, when you're in a steep caloric deficit like that, yeah, you you're going to be weaker. But it's about, you know, overload, progressive overload. I mean, if you're managing a weight that you physically cannot get up for another rep, mm -hmm. you're still, you know, maintaining muscularity because you know what have i said in the past when you're cutting the goal while cutting is to maintain as much muscle as possible right while you're shedding body fat how do you keep the muscle on by continuing to train intensely and jacking your protein through the roof that's all you can do right so it is it's kind of is what it is scenario i mean you, i mean obviously if you're cutting you're not going to up your calories <laughs> I mean, you, right, you know, so you can lift more. bringing that little bit of carbs around your workouts, the amount that you know you're going to burn through before it's over, uh, or at least through the recovery process briefly after the workout. But uh, or maybe try having some, you know, like I'll, I'll use uh, EAAs with some salt intra workout. I mean, I'll sip on that through the workout. Sometimes that helps. But, you know, it kind of is what it is when you're cutting. I mean, nobody's a strong in a cut yeah, as they cut. are in the game you know so yeah don't don't worry about it just do the best you can i uh, kind of think i think we've already answered this one um pretty much in this podcast but it says uh do you go are you going back into maintenance calories before you go back into bulking uh do you try to stay lean enough to at least see your abs before bulking or while bulking well i gotta tell you um i typically would advise somebody to titrate up to maintenance coming off I don't. You don't. I'm just being honest. You just jump into. I just fucking go nuts. <laughs> <laughs> you went from 1,200 to 4,000 calories. Yeah, in the same I week. mean because why? I tolerate it. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't. Well, your body uses it. I mean, I, I was a little lethargic after the show, and I think it was more just from a I was just beat down mentally mm -hmm. and physically as a whole. I think that's probably why I got that head cold last week. Right. I beat the piss out of myself for 24 weeks yeah, yeah, exactly. and my body just said, go fuck you. I'm done. Uh, but it, the food didn't bother me. I mean, I was a little bloated, uh, coming off, but I take digestive enzymes and yeah. probiotics, which relieves that big time. I had no issue with going from literally 12, 13, 1400 calories to 3,500 to 4,000 yeah. over the course of a week. Right. So. Some people can't do that. Yeah. I mean, there, I've talked to guys that did that and they'd be like shitting like a goose and feeling like crap. And uh, I had no issue with it. So I guess it's just your own personal tolerance. Titrate it up slowly and see how you do. Don't go. Obviously, if you're coming off a of prep, you're going to eat some junk. Yeah. It's inevitable. And, you know, and the zealots out there would say, I have not had a carbohydrate <laughs> in 36 years and I will not have a carbohydrate. 
while you know nobody sees them when nobody's looking and they're right. you know down in a half gallon of briars <laughs> with magic shell on closet, top in yeah. the closet because we all do that <laughs> come on let's be honest um but no i mean i'll have my shit treats and things that i haven't had in a year like i'll have my pizza and i'll have some ice cream and nancy got me those uh my cookie dealer mm-hmm. cookies which were oh yeah off the that. chain yeah, yeah. And, uh, but then I say, okay, that, that week of splendor is gone. And to be honest, after that week, I'm burnt out anyway. Yeah. I don't want anything sweet anymore. So I go back to my, you know, steak and eggs and, you know, cream of rice pre-workout and my cheat, not my cheat, but my refeed days are even sweet potato and cream of rice and rice cakes and things like that. And, uh, at the, the worst thing I take in would be like a protein pancake. Right. Where I'll take some uh, uh, gluten-free uh, pancake mix and I'll add a scoop of vanilla protein in with it. And I still I still use sugar-free syrup. Right. So that's about as crazy as I get. So, yeah. Um, here's a here's a provocative one you may want to answer or not. Ooh, <laughs> finally. Does the big guy, Wink, still work normal now or does it take time for your hormones to get back in the... Um... <laughs> <laughs> Damn, where's Nancy when I need her? <laughs> Honey, is the big guy okay? <laughs> well, I'll, I'll go ahead and tell you. I mean, once again, I don't pull punches. In that last several weeks of prep, he doesn't really want to come no, out and play no, very no. much. He's like, oh, you guys go ahead. Especially, I'm just going to lay here and especially, relax. Especially when your body's in shutdown mode. Yeah, when it's shut down. <laughs> yeah. Here's what I can tell you, and this is the honest answer. I'm not, I'm not going to hold anything back. When I come back into eating high protein with some good healthy fats it springs back really fast it really does and things that you know enhance that are going to be your red meats your egg your whole eggs you know your uh healthy omega-3 oils so i'm you know i'm putting tablespoons of olive oil on my foods i'm eating fattier meats i'm eating lots of whole eggs um, I brought some carbs back in previously. I'm back to my refeeds. I'm back to my TKD. Everything springs back pretty fast. Right. Yeah. Uh, this one says, I'm told you need to practice posing for half an hour each day leading up to a show. Is that a good, a good, um, does it, but what it, COVID brain, sorry. <laughs> but what does a good productive posing practice session look like? It looks like you need to know everything about your posing. Yeah. I mean, you, you go to YouTube. Oh, this is men's physique. So sorry. This oh, is shit. Not, so, yeah. yeah. You know what, though? Uh, obviously, you'll do a different style of posing for men's physique than you will um, open bodybuilding. Yeah. But I would say, and and Ryan, I think, would agree with this because he does men's physique and has done extremely well in NPC. Um, I would still practice mandatories. Mm. Uh, if you look up YouTube and say seven mandatory poses for bodybuilding, do those seven. I'm telling you, posing is freaking hard. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's oh, yeah, harder yeah. than anybody would ever imagine. And, and you don't understand until you do it how hard it is. But if you did 15 minutes, you know, three, four days a week mm-hmm. um, of doing all those mandatories and then run through your men's physique routine, which is not much. Right. It's very minimal compared to bodybuilding. I think you'll be fine because with men's physique, it's really more about presence anyway yeah. than it is nailing your shots so much. Yeah. 
Um, it's about that being that like ripped, good looking beach bod guy standing up there waving his arm around, whatever that thing is. Right. Yeah. Uh, whereas with bodybuilding, <laughs> the judge, there's that's, a, that's the inside joke too. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's a, there's a, a, a phrase that people use in bodybuilding and in judging when you get a group of guys on stage that are equally matched, they will go for a while. Mm-hmm. And when they get backstage or after the show, people will say, man, the judges worked you guys. Mm-hmm. They really worked you. Meaning they may have you do those mandatories four, five, six times. Oh, they'll bring a guy to the center. They'll move a guy out. They'll move these two guys next to each other. They'll go through them all again. Then they'll move a couple guys around. They'll move them all again and go through them all again. And then face the curtain, let's front double bicep. And they're yeah. like, wow. And those guys are out there for say 10 minutes wow. where another class might be out there for two minutes. Right. That means you've got a really closely grouped match of guys and it's tough to figure out who one, two, and three is. Mm-hmm. It really is. So be prepared to stand out there and look as uncomfortable as you possibly <laughs> can. If you can pull off 15 minutes, you'll never be on stage longer than 15 minutes. Yeah. You'll never be on stage for 15 minutes. Right. But if you can get through 15 minutes of hard posing where every pose looks good and it looks natural, that's going to be all you need. And it does help you with muscle conditioning. It helps you with hardness and coming into a show, um, especially in those last couple weeks, posing on a regular basis will make your overall physique look more dense and hard. Okay. Uh, How did you manage your response to hunger? (laughs) <laughs> by being fucking hungry going to bed <laughs> by by being a man and saying i'm not going to eat shit no matter how hungry i am and when i couldn't take that anymore i go to bed yeah <laughs> so there there was one night i went to bed at 6 30 and nancy's me. like what i'm like i'm going to bed you're going to it's 6 30 i'm like if i don't go to bed i'm going to eat something she's like well, okay so, <laughs> but but no i mean jesus christ it's a competition it's hard it's freaking hard. It's like in anything else. I mean, a Tour de France cyclist has to be this little waif of a bastard that can still pedal a bike over a fucking mountain for right. eight hours. Yeah. So he's going to do whatever it takes to maintain that level of fitness and conditioning and keeping his body fat as low as humanly possible. Right. He's going to suffer not only on the bike, but in daily life. Bodybuilders don't only suffer in the gym. They, they suffer more yeah. at home just going through what, daily life. Just trying to get through the the birthday party for your, your oh, daughter or your kid. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, hey, you know, one of the hardest ones, I think I was uh, eight weeks out or something like that. We went camping. Mm-hmm. And I thought this is going to be no big deal because, you know, just freaking grill steaks. and Right. Uh, but, you know, when you got a 13-year-old daughter and it's got snacks and <laughs> – you know, there's s'mores night and, you know, I mean, it's, it's hard. So it's just about suck it up, buttercup and be disciplined. Nobody said this was going to be easy. This is something that 1% of the population ever endeavors to do. Right. So it's going to fucking suck. Yeah. So just be ready for it to suck. Try to get through it. Be hungry. There's going to be nights after nights. You're going to bed hungry. Suck it up, <laughs> buttercup. Okay. <laughs> Uh, peak week on keto for a female figure athlete. What carbs are best? Blah, blah, blah. Well, we just discussed that. Basically, we don't know your body. so. But it is the least amount required. Yeah. Uh, for a woman especially, it's not about big carb up, you know, as much as you want it to be that. Um, a lot of the bikini competitors that I work with, 
it is still the half a serving of cream of rice, which is a tiny amount, a rice cake, plain. And I will tell them to even measure out the little bit of almond butter they put on it into mm-hmm. so many grams, which levels out to about a teaspoon. And we just want to fill you out just enough because with a bikini competitor or a men's physique competitor, lean, 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 lean is, is the goal. Right. Or even a figure competitor. So it's, it's finding that lowest dose that you need to accomplish the goal because the last thing you want is anything spilling over. So it's an experimentation process and it's something you need to sort of put your heads together with your coach and determine. Right. Uh, I feel like we just answered this one too. Should you reverse that um, post comp or photo shoot? How long does it take you to get it back to maintenance? It takes you no time. Uh, uh, could take some yeah. other people longer. It takes me a day. Um, What's the best plan for a presume pump? Any supplements used in aid to aid in the pump? A presume pump? Mm-hmm. What's that? I don't know. I was going to ask you. I thought maybe I was out of the loop. I, I, I must be out of the loop. I've never heard of a presume pump. Well, that sounds pretty awesome, whatever it is. Is that what you get in like? Maybe that's why I lost. <laughs> is that why you squeeze like your right ball and then, <laughs> and then things pop I didn't. Up? I didn't have the proper presume pump. And, uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that is, but um, I will say... Until I did that stupid ass two week depletion in the second week, I never lost. I was never at a point where I didn't get a pump during a workout ever. Yeah. Ever. And I think it's because of my nutrition. It's about that little bit of carbs around workouts. It's about lots of sodium because mm-hmm. I'll put in sodium with pre-workout. Yeah. So if I do a rice cake and almond butter, I'll sprinkle some pink salt on top of the almond right. butter. Yeah. If I do a shake like with some cyclic dextrin and some EAAs, I'll put a tablespoon of pink salt in the shake mm-hmm. and salt will give you a great pump. And those little bit of carbs working with the salt, even more so mm-hmm. it'll shuttle right into the muscles and blow that shit right out. And sometimes with a pump, it's about experience. Yeah. If you've only been training a year, you may not have that much of a pump. Five years into it of consistent training, you'll develop that pump. You'll yeah. develop greater vascularity and, and and bigger channels in your veins and things will start to pop. So, yeah. That's the last of the questions. Then I guess we're done. <laughs> that took us to an hour and nine. I wanted to yeah. do roughly an hour, so that was That's good. pretty good. We got to blow some things off our and chest. We and- didn't, uh, well... Yeah, I stumbled a little bit. But I say, bear with me. I'll get back. Hey, we're out of practice. We've been through a lot of shit. Jason more than me. He was like death's door. But uh, that was one of the weird things about how it affected the body. Like my mind, I was having to really concentrate and still do to this day have to concentrate on some remedial task. Right. And I don't know what that is, what part, you know, got screwed up there. But uh, it took me a good two weeks just to be able to do normal shit. That's crazy. And even drive. So that's crazy. Yeah. So it does, uh, anyone who's had it, like I said, obviously I had a really severe case of it. I, I didn't really think, and we talked about, you know, I talked about this, you know, did, did I go to Mexico and eat like shit? Yes, I did. Did I drink way too much? Yes, I did. So was my immune system down? And um, what did you stop taking for a week? I stopped taking my vitamin D and my zinc yep. for a week. Listen, and kids, if you're not taking 10,000 IUs of vitamin D, vitamin D a day, maybe with some zinc, you're really limiting yourself. Yeah. You're, you're. I just didn't take it because I didn't want to yeah. carry that shit to the airport. Yeah. And I was you're, like, oh. you're, you're running with scissors if you're yep. not taking that shit. I so. did. So. But you're back. You're better. We're training. Podcast <laughs> yeah. is back up and running again. Yeah. So Sorry. <laughs> uh, we'll be back hopefully next week. And uh, 
put the competitions behind us. Let's focus on 2022 prep and winter hoodies and beards training. And if you have questions, then, uh, hey, submit them, send them in, send me a DM on Instagram. If you're not following me on Instagram, please do. Let's get those Instagram algorithms swirling around so we can uh, really get our message out. And I am at the real Rob Goodwin on Instagram. Please follow me and uh, keep up with all the shenanigans. You can ask questions, DM me on there. Join the ketogenic bodybuilding Facebook group. If you want links to everything, go to robgoodwin.com, the home of ketogenic bodybuilding. All the links are there on my website, as well as all my coaching information. It's all there. So we thank you for your support. And until next week, on behalf of myself and my co-host, Jason, train hard, diet harder, and have a great day. See you guys. See ya.